I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 1, um, verses 3 to 14. And Dan is going to be speaking on these verses uh, in a little while. They say, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who was a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who were God's possession to the praise of his glory. There's a lot of big verses in that, aren't there? A lot of big verses. But what that passage is saying is Jesus has done it all. Jesus has made a way that we can know forgiveness and we are here to praise him. So I'm going to pass. If you could be drawing your attention back to the front, that'd be great. As Sue said, my name's Dan, part of the leadership team here at the church. And it is great to be, it's great to be together again uh, after the summer um, it's, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, August. I, it just, I, I feel my heart is full after spending just time doing some different stuff. Like we had such fun at the park. We had such fun going to the beach. It was great to hear people we don't normally hear on this stage sharing. And um, it just, it's just wonderful to be part of this family. And uh, it's wonderful to uh, gather again as we head into this uh, month of prayer. I guess September for us in the rhythm of church always feels like there's a, a, lot, of, a lot going on and a real, it's the, it's the fresh start of the year almost for us and, and it's great to be able to gather together and as the kids are writing, uh, drawing what they're thankful for, I wonder what some of the, I'm not going to go around and ask for your gifts because yeah, that, that, that could go horribly wrong. Um, but who likes receiving gifts? Yeah. Um, I wonder, are you, are you a surprise? Who, who likes surprises? Who, who's a, who is a, who likes writing a list and subtly leave it in places where people will notice? Um, I wonder, when you, when you get a gift, do you, the, yes, as children, you know, you see, I, I have 
three children, and when you see, you see it different, different, their personalities come through as they open gifts. You know, some are like, you know, discarding the gift and putting it aside. They want the next one, and they, they'll unwrap everything and then start exploring the gifts they've got. Or, one, you know, they might unwrap the gift and then really look at it and just then want to go off and play with that one gift and forget about the others. That's normally if it's Lego. If it's Lego, it gets played with immediately. Uh, or Dad ends up spending four hours putting together some Lego. But how we receive gifts matter. Have you ever given a gift to someone and just watched their face and just seen that, like, that tinge of disappointment? You know, that, or the other side, have you seen it when just someone is just, oh, just loves the gift you've given them? It makes your heart feel full. You, you realize, oh, I love giving gifts when people respond like that. And do you know that today God has given us gifts? At the start of the service, Sue read the start of it, Ephesians 1. Um, and that's going to be the focus for our month of prayer. Uh, and we're going to be focusing on different aspects of that throughout uh, the, the month of September. And it's great. Next week, we're going to have uh, a, one of the guys who's on, on the team in uh, Jubilee. Well, it's not even Jubilee. It used to be Jubilee Church. It's now called Redeemer Church. Wervin, right down on the south coast, coming to join us. Payman Banda and his family. The follow, uh, then a couple of weeks after that, we've got uh, Steve and Joe Whittington, uh, who founded this church and uh, are now in Birmingham, coming to share with us. And we're going to be exploring uh, Ephesians 1. And Paul is writing to the, the Christians in Ephesus, and he is describing the gifts that we have received as followers of Jesus. I'm not going to read the passage again. Please do, though, uh, this afternoon, just read it. It's an amazing passage. But he tells us how we have been chosen before the creation of the world, how we've been adopted as sons and daughters, how God has given us Jesus, how through Jesus that we've received grace, how through Jesus we have forgiveness for our sins, how he has, God has made himself known to us and that we have the ability to hear his voice and know his will. That in God he has given us a future with Christ in eternity. What wonderful gifts. What, what, it almost, you know, when, when Sue was reading it, it just kept going on. It's almost excessive. Like, well, God, another gift, another gift, another gift. But how do we receive the gift today? Are we grateful recipients for all that God has done? Just after those verses that Sue read in verses 15 and 16 of Ephesians 1, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. The Christians that Paul is writing to have understood their blessings the gifts that they have received. They have responded by demonstrating faith in Jesus and love for all of God's people. They are grateful recipients for all that God has given them. Is that true of us today? Now, as we begin our month of prayer, we start from a place of gratitude. We don't unwrap the gifts that God has given us and then discard them aside waiting for the next thing. No, we unwrap them, we marvel at their beauty and we explore the gift that God has given us. Take, for example, the gift of grace that God has poured into our lives. We have the gift of forgiveness. Jesus died for me. We don't move on from that. 
We don't say, oh, we went there, yeah, I've got grace, I've chosen to follow Jesus, now well, forget about grace, that was what happened at salvation. No, we live in the truth of it. We wake up every day thanking God that he would die in our, that he would send Jesus to die in our place. You know, sometimes we can all be guilty of living as if God owes us a good life. That we get unhappy, feel like, how, how could it happen to me when we go through trials and difficulties? And the truth is that we don't deserve anything from God. And yet he pours his blessings on us. You know, I don't want us to approach a month of prayer with this sense of entitlement. That the month of prayer, we come to it and it's just a list of stuff that we want. That we just bring our requests before God. Yes, we're going to pray bold prayers. We're going to ask God to move. We're going to ask God to provide. We're going to seek God. We're going to seek his voice and we're going to expect that he's going to speak to us. But it starts with a posture of thanksgiving. Jesus, when he instructs his disciples to pray in Matthew 6, says that as we start praying, we have to say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We're to start in worship and thanksgiving. We then get into asking, you know, Jesus then says, we can say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. He gives us a framework to pray. He, God asks us to boldly approach him, but we do that with grateful hearts. We remind ourselves of what Christ has done and we live our lives in response to what Jesus achieved on the cross. We welcome in the gifts that God has given us. And I believe that as we respond to what God has done, he will meet with us. I believe this month he is going to meet with us. He will change us. There are parts of our life that are yet to be transformed by the truth of the gospel. And as we pray, God changes us and transforms us. There are areas where we want to see God break through. I believe he's waiting at times for us to humble ourselves, to realize that we can't do it by ourselves, humble ourselves before him in prayer and ask him to move. I believe this month that God is going to speak afresh to us, that we have got plans at the moment that God is going to rip up and he is going to rewrite. There are things that he is going to stare us in. There are new things that are going to come because we pray. There are going to be things that we're already doing that he's going to breathe fresh life on. So I just really briefly this morning, I'm going to have plenty of time to explore this in more detail, but at the start of this month of prayer, can I just encourage you to get involved? Each of us has a choice. This month could pass us by or we could grab hold of the opportunity. I don't expect everyone to be at every meeting. Don't worry. It's not a di that's not your diary for the month. But could you attend at least once a week? Is this something you could do once a week? What about choosing? What, what can I get to? What about saying, I'm going to turn off the TV for half an hour every evening and I'm going to give myself to praying? What about I'm going to give up food one day a week throughout the month of prayer and I'm going to learn what it is to fast? Choosing to read my Bible, to seek the kingdom as I do that. What about saying you once, one, one hour a week you're going to come down to our prayer room and you're going to Give yourself to prayer. God invites us this month. You know, we, we normally do a week of prayer and just we really felt like, actually, this, this year is now, you know, we've, 
life groups and clusters and all of that are great, but we just felt like it was really important that we just spend some real time gathering as a whole church during this month. And so can I encourage you, this week we start at Wednesday night Vineyard Church, half past seven, join with other churches. I love going to those meetings, hearing how other people pray. Uh, I love being around other Christians. It stares my heart. It reminds me that we're not just alone in this city doing God's work. So get yourself there.